Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to morning mass here at St. Bride's Church in Canvas Lang, which is, of course, the funeral mass for the repose of the soul of John McIntyre. Welcome especially to Anne and Patricia and Brian and Aaron. Uh, welcome to John's cousins and all the family members. Welcome to family friends who have joined us for the mass. Welcome to the many people that John knew over the years, colleagues from the trade union and the labour movement, members of the Whitefield Bowling Club, his neighbours uh, and friends that he knew over a whole lifetime. All are very welcome here today to church. John, as you know, was a very highly respected member of the community. Anything he did, he always put his heart into. Many particularly have recognised uh, over these days his efforts and his work on behalf of working men and women. He was a very effective negotiator. He was also a very significant uh, figure in the union, holding the highest posts. But he was, in essence, really a quiet and reserved man in many ways, and a very modest man too. Today, as we think of John, we are thankful uh, to God for our family members, family friends, people we've grown up with, and people who have been part of our lives. We thank God today for John's life, uh, for his friendship and for the many things that he was able to do so well in his life. To prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, your Word of God made flesh and splendour of the Father, Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. 
Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. O God, in whose presence the dead are alive, and in whom your saints rejoice full of happiness, grant our supplication today that your servant John, for whom the fleeting light of this world shines no more, may enjoy the comfort of your light for all eternity. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Please be seated. A reading from the book of Job. Job said, Ah, would would that these words of mine were written down, inscribed on some monument with iron chisel and engraven tool, cut into the rock forever. This I know, that my avenger lives, and he, the last, will take his stand on earth. After my awakening, he will set set me close to him, and from my flesh I shall look look on God. He who am I, shall we see will take my part. These eyes will gaze on him and find him not aloof. The word of the Lord. Fear 
He's given our command to guard you in all of your ways. Upon their hands they will bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And he will raise you up on eagles' wings. reading of the letter, a reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. When we were baptized in Christ Jesus, we were baptized in his death. In other words, when we were baptized, we went into the tomb with him and joined him in death. So that as Christ was raised from the dead by the Father's glory, we too might live a new life. But we believe that having died with Christ, we shall return to life with him. Christ, as we know, having been raised from the dead, will never die again. Death has no power over him anymore. The word of the Lord. Please stand. with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied, and how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbour as yourself? You've answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbour? And in reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. And so too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. 
But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them. Then he put the man on his donkey, brought him to an inn, took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbour to the one who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert of the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. Those last weeks and months in hospital were not easy for John. His health itself took a dramatic turn for the worse, and it was clear that the doctors were then fighting to save his life. In the way of things, some days seemed better than others. There were days and times in which he seemed stronger. The pain and the discomfort uh, he seemed to be able to bear in a most remarkable way. He was very uncomplaining. And the times that I was able to visit him, he was very appreciative to know that everyone was thinking about him, sending their best wishes and keeping them in, keeping him in their prayers. There is sometimes a terrible loneliness and illness, and to know that people are thinking about you can be a great consolation. In those last weeks of his life, it will not surprise you to know that John himself was very brave very appreciative of all the doctors and nurses did for him and was very much at peace. In my own visits to him, I was able to give him the sacraments and to pray with him, and he was very grateful for these things. I know very well that his friends were very concerned about him, knowing that his health was not good in these weeks. Today at Mass, I've read for you the story of the Good Samaritan, It's a story that you may well know. It has many things to note. A person set up, set upon by villains who steal from him and leave him half dead. People that you might think would have helped him uh, turn away and actually ignore him. But there is a stranger and a foreigner in the story who stops, tends his wounds and takes him to be looked after and has him looked after uh, in the period before he returns. It's a powerful story, isn't it, that kind of rings out to us about charity, care of the poor and the downtrodden, and minding your neighbour. The good Samaritan in the story goes the extra mile, stops, cares for the injured man, takes him to the place of rest, and gets him looked after. It would indeed have been easy for him to turn aside, He didn't even know the man. He may have had other things to do, but instead he spends his time and money looking after the stranger. Jesus himself tells this story in answer to the question put to him, who is my neighbour? And the answer, of course, uh, is that the one who proves themselves to be the neighbour is actually the true neighbour. 
This story itself that we listen to, the story of the Good Samaritan, has been an inspiration of millions of works of charity, and it has been also the basis of many lives that have been dedicated to the care of the poor, the disadvantaged, and those who are uncared for. In so many ways, in his own work over a lifetime, uh, John himself and his role in the union lived out that role of the Good Samaritan to so many. Didn't turn aside, didn't turn a blind eye to the injustices of life, never ignored the troubles that people were in, fighting always for the working man, for the working woman, for uh, better pay, for their rights, for better working conditions, for greater justice from avaricious employers. And he was highly effective in the shop floor at the Hoover plant, which he worked at for many years. And he was also to hold high office in his own union, the MSF, holding the post of national president and also Scottish president and regional secretary for both Union of TAS and MSF. He was an esteemed colleague and a mentor to many in the United Kingdom and Ireland. He was recognised alongside uh, Ken Cameron as bringing to the attention the plight of trade unionists in Colombia. People very often turned to him to sweat the details, fill in the forms, turn up at the meetings, journey and accompany them in their grievances. He was often their voice and he's been a very powerful and much admired man in the labour movement in this area. John himself was born on the 17th of August 1941, his parents John and Catherine McIntyre. Sadly, his mum passed just four hours after John's birth, a great tragedy for the family, which still is a great sadness to this day. His gran and his aunt Jenny and aunt Rose stepped in, and they were a great influence in his life. He was brought up, as many were in these parts, as you will know, in Colebrook Street, and then later on in uh, Cathkin, the Cathkin Bypass. He attended St Bride's School and went on to train as a draftsman. He started his work at the Riverside Engineering. He got his eye on somebody called May Donnelly. The only problem was that she was immigrating to Canada, and John did the only thing that he could do. He followed her. They were engaged in 1966 and returned home to be married in 1967. Homesickness took over, and of course they remained here. Staying first in their married life in Rutherglen, and then Cairnswell Place, and then finally in the Borgie. Family came along, of course, uh, in uh, Patricia and Anne. On returning from Canada, uh, John worked at the Caterpillar plant, and then, of course, in the mighty Hoover plant in our own town. He was very interested in the work of the labour movement and was a member of the AEUW, TASS and MSF. I hope I've got all those letters right. (coughs) And, of course, became a union official. Likewise, he was also involved in local politics in our area in the Labour Party. He was also involved in a number of groups here. Uh, Prospects was one of them. A number of years ago, he received an award for his community work here in the town. 
He was also a member of the Whitefield Bowling Club and was a great friend to many in that club. There are many members here today with us, and at the end of the Mass, we will form the Guard of Honour in the grounds for John. In nature, he always seemed to me to be quite a quiet man, a shy man, you might say, and I think a bit reserved too. He was a great family man, of course, loved Anne and Patricia, Brian and Aaron, and of course me, whom he missed greatly since her death. He always asked me to remember her when her anniversary of death came round. His girls were the apple of her eye, of, their, of his eye, and it's easy to see the great love and devotion that they've had for their father. He was a good father, always kind, always attentive. But especially loved Aaron, that golden child, of course, uh, down there, just there. Enjoyed seeing her grow up and do so well in life, too. He was immensely proud of her. John himself was very well liked in this community, as I said at the beginning of Mass, and as you see here in this church today by the many people who are here with us. He had quiet ways about him, but he was just simply a nice man, a man who did, did much good in his life too. People liked him a lot, and I guess the many people uh, here and maybe beyond uh, these walls have great cause to be thankful to him for the help given by him over the years to them. One of the things that we often think about in these days is that we are a whole community together. Our lives weave in and out of one another. Friends we have known for years, family members, neighbours, work colleagues, people that we might go to church with, organisations that we belong to with others. We are all one. We live and weave in and out of each other. And we see that especially here today in this church. We all know each other. We are all parts of a community. We are all travelling through life together. And when one hurts, everyone hurts. We thank God uh, today for, for John's life. A modest, quiet man in so many ways. But a life that has been so good and so fruitful. May God grant him peace at the end of his journey. May he reward him for kindness he's done. And may he bless him with peace at the end of his life. And may he be reunited with those that he's loved. And may God bless him. Come now to the offertory of today's Mass and invite those that are bringing the gifts to come forward. This is my body, broken for you, bringing you wholeness. This is 
Brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the offering of this sacrifice be pleasing to you, Lord, so that the soul of your servant, finding through your mercy the pardon he sought for all his sins, may exult forever with all your saints and praise your glory for all eternity. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. In him, the hope of the blessed resurrection has dawned, that those saddened by the certainty of dying might be consoled by the promise of immortality to come. Indeed, for your faithful, Lord, life is changed, not ended. And when this earthly dwelling turns to dust, an eternal dwelling is made ready for them in heaven. And so with the angels and archangels, thrones and dominions, hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. Holy, 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 holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them with the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. And in a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this 
in den Reden. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember your servant, John, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. And remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life, and we praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Please stand. We pray together with great confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant our peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb.
Bright though it be, I feel thy shadows near me. But you are always close to me, following all my ways. May I be always close to you. heavenly gifts. We give you thanks, O Lord, and humbly pray that the soul of your servant, John, free through your son's passion from the bonds of sin, may come happily into your presence, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. 
its night and brightest day. Be at my side, O oh Lord. Hold my hand and guide me on my way. Stones often bar my path, and there are times I fall. But you are always there to help me when I call. Walk with me, O oh my Lord, through the darkest night and brightest day. Be at my side, O oh Lord. Hold my hand and guide me on my way. Just as you calmed the wind and walked upon the sea, conquer my living Lord the storms that threaten me. Walk with me, O oh my Lord, through the darkest night and brightest day. Be at my side, O oh Lord. Hold my hand and guide me on my way. Help me to pierce the mist that cloud my heart and mind, so that I shall not fear the steepest mountain side. Walk with me, O oh my Lord, through the darkest night and brightest day. Lord, hold my hand and guide me on.